Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Giving Glow Up, the podcast for those who agree that philanthropy needs a makeover. Mm-hmm. Today, Senya and I are coming to you from my car. Where we're recording a little mini episode because we actually went on a site visit in person today. We're going to bring you guys along for the ride. Exactly. So just before we begin today, we went to the Southern California Grantmakers Family Philanthropy Town Hall. And just so you're aware, Southern California Grantmakers is a philanthropy serving organization, also known as a PSO. You probably you have a local one near you somewhere. And we are biased because we are members sure. of the organization. Yes. We've worked with them for many years. Yeah. So we just want to get that out of the way from the beginning. Yeah. I'm on the advisory council that helps put the conference together. So obviously we will likely have good things to say about them, but we also just think they're awesome and they do awesome work. So yeah, yeah. we want to share our takeaways and the things we learn. Exactly. Yeah. So Senya, how'd you feel? This is our first in-person conference together yeah. since the pandemic started. We've done a bunch of panels oh. online, virtually, all that. This is our first time together in person yes. at a conference. So I am very much an extrovert. I love being out there. I'm a big, I love networking, social events. It gives me energy and life. I right. always loved it. Maybe that was me pre-COVID. And I still love that stuff, but I have not prepared for a conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a town hall or basically an in-person networking event in a long time. It was yes. a great get your feet wet before the conference season gets started, which is usually in the fall for yep. a lot of them. It's just different than a hybrid or a virtual meeting. For so, sure. Yeah. What about you? How did you feel? So this is my second in-person conference, I guess, since everything started. Yeah. I'm a little annoyed. I've lost all memory of everyone's names and where they work. So it took years to build that up. And yeah. now I'm, where do you work? Yeah. Who are you? Yes, I know we see each other virtually every other day. Yeah. I can no longer connect that in person. So I'm going to have to start doing better. I'm going to need some flashcards. Okay, let's do something. that together. Let's do that together. <laughs> and I can't even blame it on COVID because I never got it up to this point. So I can't even blame it on Knock like on post-COVID, you know, I just can't remember things. So that part, it's a little bit daunting. Yeah, there's a shift. Yeah. I'm still not used to just general social interaction, mm-hmm. like small talk with people. I've completely lost I my ability to I noticed do that. that too. I, I don't like, know how to have conversations. I was natural before. <laughs> right. Now all I do is send TikTok links to my friends and text messages. I don't even know how to have conversations conversations anymore. Then for me too, wearing a mask all day is difficult. (laughs) It's not the most fun thing, but y'all got germs. So I will still have my mask on because I don't know y'all. So (laughs) that is not the most fun, but overall, I think it was a good experience. SCG is a nice close-knit family of philanthropists. You don't feel out of place because you yeah. kind of know everyone. Yeah, and then they changed it. This is usually a conference. They changed it to a town hall. And yes. you're part of that yeah. planning committee, advisory For committee. Sure. So can you share a little bit yeah. about the shift in your usual conference structure? Absolutely. So one of the fun things that happens in philanthropy, like in many other sectors, is you have your main job, yeah. but then you get involved <laughs> in other things. You're on committees, you're doing yeah. the things. So I am on the Family Philanthropy Advisory Council. And it just basically means it's a bunch of us who help inform what the conference is going to be about, mm. its structure, you know, what do we want to focus on. The staff is the one that actually does it, but they ask for our input so that they can incorporate the needs and the wants of the community of I members, like that. right? Yeah. So it's a meeting once a month or something like that. So in this case, our group really felt strongly about moving from a 
traditional conference where you go to different breakout rooms right to you have to pick which session you, have to you want which one has the best tagline or which one right. looks the best on paper right especially right. for a lot of us we're in small staff foundations yeah. so there's usually only one, one. of us each yep. at the conference so you really miss things so this time we decided okay town hall structure we're all in the same room together mm-hmm. obviously with breaks but everyone is hearing the same thing so mm-hmm. you get to have you know, more fruitful discussions instead of getting to lunch and being like, wait, so where did you go? What happened? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine having missed anything that happened today. It was really nice to do it in this structure, really enjoyed it. And overall, I felt it was a really good town hall. I enjoyed the speakers, especially the nonprofit leaders who spoke today. They started us off, which was so amazing so actually before we even go on let me just quick little shout out since we're on a side visit to the nonprofit leaders who were there today who shared so shelly bruce from the heart department which is an awesome wellness community healing space in downtown la Mm -hmm. there was also betty avila from self-help graphics in art she's currently she's transitioning out of the executive yeah. director role actually to focus more on her own wellness yeah. which is really awesome yeah. Pre- she's practicing what she's preaching which exactly. is so refreshing right so refreshing yeah. madden lopez from project q shared about the the queer programming that they do and support and gave us kind of a new model of how we might look at philanthropy I really which was really it. interesting yeah. and i'd love to learn more about mm-hmm. and then sam prater from los angeles room and board that focuses on eradicating college student homelessness as a way to get to college completion. Yeah. So really all of them awesome. are doing amazing work and amazing I was work. blown away with their approach and their programs right. and opinions and their vulnerability. The so, vulnerability was real. Right. You mentioned this earlier when we spoke is that you guys decided basically to bring the nonprofits to the space so that funders and other right. foundations there could hear directly from them Absolutely. and have that exposure exactly it, it bringing them bringing the right. community yeah which I, that is something that scg tries to do across the board yeah. most of their conferences always have at least some nonprofit yeah. leaders or panels mm-hmm. and so it was really awesome to see that happen again this time and you know couldn't have asked for better folks to really talk to us about what they are facing as nonprofit leaders all of them are leaders of color and so listening to what they are facing, listening to how hard it can be to be honest with funders because you're worried that the power dynamic, the power dynamic, you didn't do what was in the grant agreement or you haven't had enough time yet to do it. And you're so worried about having that conversation that not only are you physically stressed, (laughs) but you also can't focus on the mission of your organization because you're scared of what the funder is going to say. And I really think we needed to hear that. I mean, we try to operate in a way that isn't stressing out our grantee partners, but it's important to hear straight from them how they really feel about it. And talking about that fear and that stress, I think it just reminded me so many times of being that kid who shows up to school without her homework done and being like, what am I going to say to the teacher? It reminded me yeah, of that. Of that yeah. Everyone has felt that. And it's not a good feeling, at least not to harbor it or to have that be the feeling that you associate with something, especially in philanthropy, sure. when it comes to trying to do good work to help yes. the communities that you're serving. What are some of your takeaways, Sanya, from the day? What did you hear that you're like, I want to... I got to marinate on this yes. some more. Throughout the day, some of the themes I saw was really focusing on wellness. Mm-hmm. Everything from 
you as a person, like yes. yourself, and then the other. And that yeah. includes the communities, the nonprofit leaders, and the staff. The organization. The organization. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they used the word fail a lot. In their vulnerability, they talked about having to give bad news to a funder or give an update that was going to be seen as, oh, this didn't achieve what I wanted it to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so giving yourself that permission. And if you're a funder, allowing that fail to not have negative consequences. Okay. Basically, the freedom to fail. I love that they use examples of mainstream right. billionaires yes, and millionaires. I, the, these other leaders are able, they fail obnoxiously. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is somebody else will be able to pick up where they yeah. left off and probably fail forward yeah. again, right? And because of traditional philanthropy, these power dynamics are so ingrained within the system. Right. If the nonprofit knows that they have to give bad news, right. like you said, being the kid who didn't do their homework or didn't do well on one test, yep. and they're immediately thinking that the funder is going to get upset or pull funds or whatever the yep. case is. And they talked about dismantling that yeah. and the importance of it from both ends. It takes work to do that because it's so ingrained in Absolutely. the system, unfortunately. Absolutely. So that was a big takeaway. Mm -hmm. What about you? One of the things in the later conversations that really stuck out to me, I think it was from Annie Chang from the Nonprofit Finance oh. Fund. We were talking about funding the true cost of what grantees need. Yeah. And one of the things that I was like, oh, yes, this is true. She said that reliance is inherent in the business model of nonprofits. So if funders say, well, we don't want the nonprofit to be relying on us, that's why we don't do multi-year grants. Yes. Well, the fact of the matter is nonprofits are built to be reliant on funders. Yeah. And the way she said it made me really get it because she too. was like, if a nonprofit could be paid for housing the houseless, then they'd be a hotel. AKA a hotel, yeah. But they're not a hotel, so they are reliant on us as funders. There's nothing wrong with that reliance, and we need to take away the negative connotation yeah. from that and really think about it as, yeah, this is the whole purpose of why we have this ecosystem, this yeah. sector, is to be in that relationship. It was just the way she said it. I've heard it before, but the way she said it. I really think that your takeaway and my takeaway at the core is their theme was reimagined. Yes. And it really makes me think of like demystifying, like mm -hmm. demystifying this thing about what is the risk mm -hmm. that you actually have. Again, with power dynamics and this whole thing of a fail and then just working and working and taking in all that stress, then it affects your well-being. That was at the core of Absolutely. today's event. Yeah, I, I definitely felt, you know, the fact the title of the conference was Reimagining Power and Practice, mm -hmm. that really came out to me. I think that there are ways, you know, at my organization, I think we do a really good job of yeah. that reimagining. I agree. But I think there's ways we could, we could do better. So for me, one of the things that I'm, you know, going to reimagine walking away from this something that I'm going to to adopt okay. is being really clear in our communication to grantees. When I reach out and say, hey, I need to have a quick check-in meeting with you before we disperse a grant, being clear that this is not a check-in to see where you did everything wrong. Right. This is literally a check-in to say, hi, how are things going? Is there anything else you need? Yeah. What can we do to make this easier? You know, being clear about that, because you know when someone texts you, we need to talk, yeah. but they yes, don't tell you what you need to right. talk about, and you're over here anxious, and really all they yeah. need to talk to you about was something like banal, like, hey girl, are yeah. you free on such and such day? Wrote it down. Right, so, and you know, I'm literally anxious all the time, so that's how I feel about everything. So that's something I think I'm definitely going to That's a good intention. I like that forward. intention. That's that, really good. Yeah, I want to be really clear in communication that when I'm reaching out to our grantee partners, letting them know what I'm reaching out about so that they're not 
getting those anxious feelings. I don't want to cause that for anybody. As far as a practice that I want to move forward is Nick mentioned setting an agenda to learn, Mm -hmm. starting to prioritize that. It's really easy as people who are with small staff or, you know, one staff organizations, they get caught up in writing the emails or going from task to task or meeting to meeting and not setting that time. If I had a bunch of meetings today, I probably wouldn't have gone to this. So you miss on those learning opportunities. They talked about really setting that as an agenda Yeah. because it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day mundane things that have to still get done. Yeah. So awesome. So overall, it was a really, it was a great day. We had fun. Mm -hmm. We hope that this helped you know, illuminate a little bit for you what went on today. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. You can find Southern California Grant Makers at www.socalgrantmakers.com. Why you knew or that? Or your head. Oh, maybe I'm pretty sure. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's also, either dot .com or dot .org. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> also, if you want to learn more about the amazing organizations, yeah, we'll we put, will put their links absolutely. in the show notes so that you can click on them and you can see what their organizations are doing to serve the communities that really need it. Yeah, love that. Thanks for joining us. It's our first site visit. It was an impromptu, fun, exactly. in-person event. We went outside today, and, so we said, yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. And, <laughs> Thanks for everyone. We know this is our second episode, so we appreciate all of the great support, all the love and affirmations that we've received. Absolutely. And we cannot wait to bring you more episodes. Yes. They will be forthcoming. We have speakers that we'll be using moving forward. Yes. We we are so excited. It's going to be great. So thanks, everyone. See you next time.